Hey, thanks for joining us at Connection Point Church. You know, we would love for you to stay connected and a simple way for you to do that is to subscribe so that each week you can get notified when new content goes live. We'd also love to keep in touch with you throughout the week and the best way to do this is through our Connection Point Facebook page. Now with all that being said, let's go to this week's message with our lead pastor, Zach Maddox. What a great day to be together. You know, although there might be a lot of reasons people celebrate this time of year, the real reason for the season is to celebrate that God showed up in a special way 2,000 years ago. That's what we're celebrating. That God came down into a broken humanity and did what only he could do. He came in humility and power to deliver us and save us from our sin. He came to bring us back into a relationship with himself and provide us with life everlasting. Pretty big things, right? So here's what we need to remember this morning. God coming makes all the difference in the world. Say that again. God coming makes all the difference in the world. It really does. When God came into our lives, dynamic, powerful, and even miraculous things can happen in our lives. God coming is a big deal. At that first Christmas, think about this. When God came, he met with Zechariah, an older man, a godly priest, and God intervenes in he and Elizabeth's life, who's beyond childbearing years. I would imagine they had often prayed for a child. And when God came into that situation, he sent the angel Gabriel to announce God had heard their prayers and they would have a son, even in their older years. When God came, miraculous things happened. When God came to Joseph, he had a series of dreams, multiple dreams where angels showed up to provide Joseph direction from God. So in this situation, because God came, He was guiding and leading Joseph. Think about other stories and and the people in the Christmas story. When God came to the wise men, they saw what no one else saw. They saw the glory of the Lord in the heavens, hundreds of miles away. When God comes, we see beyond what our human eyesight and intellect can know and understand. God coming is a big deal. Lots of things happen. This is the awesome wonder of Christmas, that God comes to us. And when God comes to us, everything changes. Everything. Now let's bring that home today. On this Sunday morning, God has come to you. God has come to you. Isn't that an amazing thing? Regardless of where you're at in your journey with God, The prophet Isaiah said, his name will be called Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. We know it. But are we living in that truth? God comes. And so this is what Christmas is all about. And and so what we'd like to do today is take a look at what happens when God comes. So if you have your Bibles, I hope you do. We uh, we say that because we want you daily in God's word. If you don't have a Bible with you today, that's okay. We've got one underneath the chair in front of you or underneath the chair you're sitting in, and we invite you to to pick up a Bible and read along with us today. We're going to be in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. 
Uh, if you don't have a Bible at home and you're, you're using one from the church today, feel free to take that home as a gift, a Christmas gift from the church. We want you to have access to God's word, but we're going to be in Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. Uh, I invite you to stand for the reading of God's word. Uh, we stand because these are God's words to us, and we don't want to miss them. So Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26, and we'll go through verse 38 this morning. And here's what Luke writes under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who is called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Let's say that again. Nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. These are the very words of God. You may be seated this morning. So what happens when God comes? What we find from our passage is God comes to comfort us. He comes to comfort us. You know, the setting that Jesus shows up in as an infant, it's a really disturbing time. The people of Israel were under foreign occupation. They were heavily taxed by Rome and by King Herod. They were an oppressed people. And God comes. Jesus comes teaching and healing people and ultimately goes to the cross for the sins of the world. He rises again as victory over sin, death, and the devil. He then spends 40 days with his disciples. And before ascending to heaven, he does this so that the Holy Spirit will come and comfort us. Here's what Jesus tells the disciples shortly before he goes to the cross. He tells them in his final meal with them. The helper, some translations say the comforter or the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. He says this to his believers. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. I realize that Christmas can be a difficult time for many. Uh, we lost one of our church members this last week. She went home. That's hard for us. Friday was a difficult day. Uh, be praying for the Taylor family. They need God's comfort right now. Amen? And I know many of you have lost loved ones around this Christmas season. But I want us to remember this morning 
the Holy Spirit, the helper, he comes to comfort us. We have this promise in scripture that joy comes in the morning. And if you've walked with Jesus for enough years, you realize that's true. And so my prayer is may we feel the nearness of Jesus this Christmas season. May the peace, the shalom of Jesus, may he fill our hearts and our homes. May our hearts, as Jesus said, not be troubled, but ministered to by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because God comes to comfort us. How many are glad for the comfort of the Lord? But here's what else we find. God comes to show favor. God comes to show favor. When Gabriel shows up, he tells Mary, greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you, the angel says. When God comes, he comes to show us his favor. But how do we define favor? Some translations, they say grace. But a good definition of favor is this, excessive kindness. Excessive kindness. God comes to show people kindness. God wants to show people goodness. God wants to show us excessive kindness. But the question is, Will we open our hearts to him and allow him to do it? Scripture tells us that when we draw close to God, he draws close to us. That's the promise. And a good question to ask is, does everyone experience the favor of God? And in one sense, yes. But in another sense, not fully. In one sense, there's a common grace that God bestows upon all people. Scripture says God allows it to rain on the just and on the unjust. Everyone on some level experiences the favor, the kindness of God. If you have breath in your lungs, that's the result of God's favor. But in another sense, there is a favor from God that comes from walking closely with him. There's a favor from God that comes from opening our heart to Jesus There's an excessive kindness, a preferential treatment when you and I get close to God and he gets close to us. And so the question is, will we fully acknowledge his presence in our lives this Christmas season? Will we acknowledge his ability to work in our lives? Will we acknowledge who he is and what he can do? Because when we do, we experience the favor of God. I'm not sure what you've heard about God. I'm not sure what you think about him. But wherever you find yourself today on your spiritual journey, I'd like to share a principle with you that's really important. It's absolutely essential for us as we walk with God to know him and to experience his favor. Here's the principle. God is good and he does good. That's the psalm we read this morning. The psalmist declares, you are good and do only good. Isn't that a good psalm? God desires to do good to people. God desires to show people his goodness. Sometimes he does it directly. There's no real explanation other than that God has intervened in some ways. But other times, God does use people for that purpose. And that's the beauty of the church, that God uses us to be his hand extended to others. I love that we already celebrated that this morning. That's what Jubilee Christmas was all about. We were blessed with the opportunity to show God's favor, his excessive kindness to 50 families in our community. Isn't that an awesome thing? 
Praise the Lord that we can do that. When God comes, he comes to show us favor. But we also find this, that when God comes, he comes to remove fear. God comes to remove fear. Gabriel announces, greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But Mary was greatly troubled at this saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. So Mary is a person who has a heart after God. And and so God comes close to Mary. She's favored, it says. And part of what God's favor does is it removes, it dispels fear. And this is something the world really needs right now, right? Many people are anxious, they are fearful, they're depressed on a scale never before seen. You look at studies today, it says 57% of young adults in their 20s would report being anxious and depressed. That's high. 42% of people over the age of 30 reporting the same thing. It's the highest it's ever been. But when God comes, fear is removed. When God comes, fear is removed. We talked last week that when Jesus came, he came to bring peace and hope. When God comes into our situation, fear dissipates and peace is there. His peace. That's the peace we want. Peace in the midst of problems. Peace that helps us know he is with us. He is going before us. He is going to help us. And he's at work in our situations. That's the peace we need, a peace that passes all understanding, Scripture says. I'm going to have Shelly come and share. Uh, About a month ago, our family walked through some interesting times, and and when we talk about these things, we get to see those things at work in our lives too. So Shelly, you want to share? So as Zach said, about a month ago, just one morning as I was getting ready, I just discovered a very large lump in my breast. And so uh, lots of thoughts ran through my mind at that moment, and I was afraid, Um, mostly just afraid of, okay, so in the middle of a big transition for our family, maybe I'm going to have to walk through breast cancer. So, um, but I didn't want to jump to conclusions. I didn't know really anything about it. So um, I just called for Zach and said, come upstairs. I wanted to tell him and just ask him to pray over me. And so that's what he did. And then I'm in my my faithful prayer group. Hello, all my prayer group buddies. Um, I sent a quick text to them and said, I just need you to pray. I don't know what this is. I'm going to make a doctor's appointment. And I just ask that you pray for me. And they all, you know, kind of text back right away. We're praying, we're praying, you know, God's got this. And just sending me little notes of encouragement and just little notes of just wise words from some beautiful women I have in my life to say, you don't need to worry about this. This could be a number of things, you know, and I needed to hear all of those things in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead, make a doctor's appointment. So I called um, for my doctor and um, it was so funny because the lady that, you know, does the scheduling, she was like, well, do you feel like you need to see a doctor for this? You know, like maybe you could do a virtual visit. And I was like, no, I think this would be an in-person visit, you know? (laughs) And she's like, okay, we'll schedule it that way. And so I was like, oh my word, this is like way beyond my realm of thinking with virtual visits. So I asked to see my primary physician and he wasn't gonna be available until January. So I said, well, can I schedule with my nurse practitioner I normally see 
can I schedule with her? And they said, no, well, she's, you can, but she's not available until January. And so now anyone who's ever dealt with any idea about breast cancer, the whole idea is right away, get in right away, get it taken care of fast, you know? So right away I was like, well, Lord, you're not opening up a fast door here. Um, so I said, well, who is available, <laughs> you know, quickly? And they said, well, there's another nurse practitioner in the office. You can schedule with her, and she'll be available November 30th. And so I said, okay, I'll go ahead, and I'll schedule it. And so with Zach, with my prayer group, I just left it at that. Let's pray, and we'll get some answers November 30th. And I know as part of that, um, I would think so. I mean, in terms of fear being removed, like how long did that last in terms of the fear factor? Honestly, within just that morning of conversation, I just really felt a peace. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I talked to you. You prayed for me right away. I talked to my prayer group. I knew they were praying for me. They were responding right away. And I really had peace. I had peace to say, I don't need to worry about this. I really don't have enough information. So what am I really afraid of? Yeah, yeah. And so I just felt like the Lord gave me peace and a sense of waiting mm -hmm. until I could go and see the doctor. So it truly is when God comes, fear is removed. Fear is removed. I had my own sense of fear. Um, Shelly and I have been married 21 years, quite a while. We were kids when we got married. And uh, God knows no one else is going to put up with me, right? <laughs> so I had my own time of prayer and, and praying for God to come. And, and so good for God to come and fear is removed. But here's the other thing that we find in this passage. God comes and he does a miraculous. God comes and he does a miraculous. He loves to do the supernatural. He loves to do what is impossible for us because what is impossible for us is not impossible for God. It's not. God tells Mary, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. In his kingdom there will be no end. And what does Mary say to the angel? How will this be? since I am a virgin. And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. In other words, the angel is saying, the miraculous will happen. And behold, he even says, and by the way, I want to show you even before this happens to you how the miraculous is happening in your family's life. Your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son and is in the sixth month. And here's what the angel says. For nothing, for nothing will be impossible with God. So here's what happens. When God comes into our life, there is this sense that here's how things used to be, but here's how they are now. That's what it is. That when God has come, this is our current reality. This is no longer our reality. Paul talks about this when he says that God comes and makes all things new. When God comes, it's miraculous, it's powerful, it's supernatural, it's something that only God can do. And yet I know there are times when we can look at our lives and we wonder, I just don't know if there's anything God can really do because my problems are really big. And this ultimately is the issue. If all we're doing is looking at the problem, we forget how big God is and how powerful he can be in our situation. It's all about our focus. Are we focused on the problem or on how big God is? Because when we instead decide to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, we begin to invite him into our situation. His supernatural power begins to work in our life and it changes things. 
Why? Because he is the God of the impossible. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. Why don't you share the rest of the story? We just continued to make this um, a matter of prayer. Um, obviously, Thanksgiving was going to be in between me finding this out and November 30th, and it just wasn't supposed to be the focus. And in our journey, it, it does seem like every time we were taking a big step of faith, there was almost something medical that happened in the midst of that. Hmm. So in the back of my mind, I have this running dialogue of God's faithfulness and how we trust in the Lord. And, you know, we've kind of seen something like this before, not necessarily, you know, a lump in my breast, but I knew to just hold faith um, at a high regard. And so November 28th, you know, I'm continually checking to see, you know, if there's anything still there. And this was a sizable lump. If I brushed my arm across to reach for something, I could feel it with my forearm. So on the 28th, I realized I'm not feeling this lump anymore. And so then just throughout the day, you know, I'm kind of checking this out and saying, you know, is it still there? No, it was gone. So I started telling Zach, I'm like, the lump is gone. You know, it's like totally gone. I don't have any pain. I don't have any discomfort. Should I cancel my doctor's appointment? He's like, no, don't cancel the appointment. Go get a confirmation. You know, that just helps in the celebration. So I said, okay, we'll keep the appointment. November 29th, the next day, I'm still saying to him, do I, should I really go? You know, it's really uncomfortable to have to do this whole thing. You know, should I just cancel the appointment? No, keep the appointment. It'll just be a confirmation of the Lord. So I, I kept it that way. Then I got a call from IU, and they said the nurse practitioner that I was scheduled to see had an emergency, and they needed to cancel my appointment. And I could call it a reschedule when I chose. And I was like, yes! <laughs> that was confirmation enough. And so we just had some time to pause and to celebrate just the goodness of God and how he walked with us and how, you know, honestly, I didn't have anything to fear. And so I'm just really thankful that the Lord was able to just journey with us and allow us to enjoy the days we had, enjoy our holiday, enjoy our time with our family, and not allow cancer to be what was on my mind. Um, because that's not what needed to be on my mind. And so we rejoice in that. Amen. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. So God was telling Shelly, cancel the appointment, but I require a two by four. <laughs> God will do it. God will do it. <laughs> so God, you think about this situation. He comes into Mary's situation. He brings his favor. He removes fear and he does the miraculous. And that leads us to the last thing that we find from our passage this morning, that God comes so we will put our faith in him. He comes so that we will put our faith in him. From our passage, we find that Mary has a choice when this angel comes and, and provides this announcement. She's hearing something that's absolutely unimaginable to her. Think about it. How does she understand what Gabriel's talking about when he says, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Okay, junior high girl, junior high boy. Who's going to understand that message, Right? That doesn't make any sense. How in the world can Mary understand this? The answer is, she can't. And it is her response to the angel, 
regarding something she cannot fully understand that makes Mary stand out. Here's what Mary says. Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. What an answer. Sometimes people think that in order for God to work in their life, they have to figure it all out. But I'm here to tell you that when God works and the way he works, it's beyond our understanding. It just is. The prophet Isaiah, he says it this way. His ways are not our ways. His ways are higher than our ways. God works in ways that you and I cannot imagine. He just does. And if you wait until you can figure it out and understand it all, you will never see God do the supernatural in your life. You'll miss it. We will never understand it all. We don't have to understand it all. Because think about the situation here. If if we think we have to understand it, it's because we think in the end we don't necessarily need God. Apparently we've got it all figured out. But of course, when we're honest with ourselves, we realize we don't have it figured out. We don't have God figured out. We never will. But when God comes into our lives, it can be hard to admit that he's there And it's hard for us to then understand it, but that's okay because God wants to come. He wants to change our lives to save us and work powerfully in whatever situation we're facing. That's what he does. So the issue from our passage this morning is not whether or not Mary can completely understand what the angel is saying. The issue is whether or not Mary is in or out on believing. That's the issue today. Mary, how does she respond? Humbly and confidently as a teenager. And she doesn't understand what's going on, but that doesn't matter. Think about the situation for her. She's told she's going to become pregnant outside the bounds of marriage, something that in her culture that could cost her her life. But Mary doesn't say, now now tell me how this is going to work before I'm in. That's not her answer. Mary says, God, I trust you. I believe you are a good God who does good things. And when I can't understand, I can know this. Whatever you do is good. Whatever you have for me is good. And when we jump down to the last verse in this section of scripture, here's what Elizabeth, Mary's relative, says. Mary, you are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. The blessing is not an understanding or figuring out what God's going to do. That's not where the blessing is. The blessing comes through believing him and whatever God wants to do. It's in the believing of what God wants to do. So let me ask you today, where do you need God to show up in your life? Where do you need God to show you his excessive kindness? What fears do you have that God needs to dispel? What miracle do you need right now? As we close, I want us to ask God to come into our lives in a special way this week. Because when God comes, he comes to comfort us, to show us favor, to remove fear, and to do the miraculous, all so that we put our faith in him. He comes in so many wonderful ways. So our music team is coming, and they're going to close us in song this morning. And and as they come, I'm going to invite you to stand so that we're ready to to close in song today together. As you're standing, let me just ask some questions this morning. Are you here today and you realize you need God to come into your life? 
You realize you need the favor of God. Maybe you need fear to be removed or his miraculous power to come in and take care of whatever situation you're facing right now. Today, you can ask God to come. He wants to come into your life in ever-increasing ways. And this isn't just for those who haven't said, Jesus, I put my faith in you. This is for all of us today. We all need God to come into our lives in a special way. So we're going to ask God together to come. So with every head bowed in the room, who here today would say, that's me. I need God to come in a really special way in my life. I need his favor. I need his excessive kindness. I need God to do the miraculous in my life. Just raise your hand, and I just want to pray with you before we leave today. Who here today would say, that's me? Right here, down in the front, in the back, on the left. Anybody else would say, that's me. I need God's favor. I need his kindness. I need his miraculous work. On the right, anybody else who would say, that's me? In the back, up in the balcony. Jesus, you see the hands that are up and the people that have said, I need you, God, to come. And so, God, we just pray that you come right now. I pray, Jesus, that you would do what only you can do. Holy Spirit, we just pray that you'd come into our lives in ever-increasing ways, you as our helper, you as our comfort, you as our advocate. And Jesus, we just pray that you lead us, you guide us, you direct us into this season where we celebrate your coming and all that it means. God, we just thank you that your coming brings us comfort. We thank you that your coming, it shows us your favor. God, that when you come, Lord, that you remove fear and that when you come, you can do the miraculous, God. And all of these things you do in our lives so that we can put our faith in you. That's why you show up and show, show off in so many ways. And so, God, we just pray for your peace, your hope, your joy to fill hearts and homes this holiday season. God, I just pray that you do the miraculous in people's lives. God, I pray for healing in bodies that need it. God, I pray for peace to reign in, in homes, Father. And we just trust you for that work that only you can do. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.